Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, I am thrilled to welcome back Wendy Wilson. Wendy has been with us several times before, but Wendy and the rest of her family have been wintering in the Keys for the past several years. And of course, at this time of year, we have lots of loopers considering that and lots of people who are still planning their loop who are wondering about whether the Keys is the place for them for the winter. So that's going to be our topic today. And Wendy will answer some of the frequently asked questions about what to see and do in the Keys. Before we bring Wendy in officially, I do want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And with that out of the way, I wanna welcome back Wendy Wilson. Wendy, thanks for joining us again on Great Loop Radio. Yeah, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and of course, you are there in the Keys with your family. So Bobby and the four girls and everybody's enjoying wintering in the Keys as you have for the past several years. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about the Wilson family and your boating experience and how you came to enjoy that paradise for the winter. Sure. Um, So I grew up boating, uh, but more inland lakes in Ohio, um, Ohio River, Muskingum River. We were more a water sports uh, type of boating, water skiing, wakeboarding, tubing, that sort of thing. Um, And as um, my husband, Bobby, and I just kind of started thinking more about the loop, um, we obviously bought, you know, the bigger boat and we're on a Bayliner 3270. Um, yes, there are six of us on a 32-foot boat. Um, we're cozy, but we make it work. And um, when we did our first loop in uh, 2016 and 17, we arrived down in the Keys, and it was just so magical down here. It's just beautiful. The water's gorgeous. The sea life, and um, it just was wonderful. We all loved it, and we had a really hard time leaving that winter in fact, we stayed longer than we intended to and then kind of had to rush up the East Coast. Um, so we just really enjoyed it. And then the following winter um, was after Irma had happened. And so we came back down by land. We stayed in an apartment down here um, for two months uh, that winter, helping to clean up, um, which was devastating. But we still loved the area and the community and was still magical, even though it was sad, you know, everything that was happening. Um, Then we started our second loop and we knew we wanted to spend at least a couple winters down in the Keys. Um, We thought, well, maybe we'll take like three or five years to complete the second loop. Um, But then as of course we all know, COVID happened. Um, And so last winter we actually got stuck at uh, one, I shouldn't say stuck, but, we couldn't move from the marina where we were located and um, it kind of got a little hairy. We didn't want to leave our boat there. And long story short, we got back to what we consider kind of our home marina down here. And, um, and so now we, it's sort of indefinite because we don't really want to be traveling at this point in time, but anyways, it works and it's still a magical place and we love being here. And so you are at this point spending, uh, you spent the summer back home in Ohio and then travel yep. back to the Keys, and, and you make marathon your home, correct? Correct. Yep, yep. We go back usually around May, 
or at least we have the last couple of summers. Um, our youngest daughter, Mia, has um, quite a lot of medical needs, and so we have kind of made a deal with all of her team of doctors that we'd be back every six months. So it works out. We just drive home in May. She has a whole bunch of appointments. We spend summer up in Ohio on our lake up there while we're, you know, water skiing and, and all that kind of stuff on our little boat. And um, and then we have a whole bunch of appointments for her again in October and then head down. So that's what we've done the last two or three winters, I think. Mm -hmm. So lots of loopers have questions about the Keys and, and the best places to stay and what to see and do. So let's kind of most loopers while on the loop would be coming from the west coast of Florida, so likely um, either to hit Key West first or head straight into the marathon. But let's kind of start with Key West and the Lower Keys and talk to us about some of the um, marinas there that seem to be looper favorites. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just mention marinas. Um, I think maybe we'll talk about um, mooring balls a little bit later. Um, so specifically for marinas, um, if you're going to come to Key West, it is expensive um, to stay there, but it is Key West, um, and usually people are only there for, you know, a, a shortened period of time. And if you're going to splurge and do it, I would highly recommend the Galleon. They are um, at the kind of the um, eastern uh, tip of Key West there, right in downtown. Everything's walkable. You know, if you want to do the whole Duval Street, um, it, it's walking distance, Mallory Square. It's just a really great location. They're also, um, and you have a great view because it, it's right at the end um, of kind of this whole boardwalk historic row that has all these marinas that, quite frankly, it's kind of hard to tell one from the other. They all kind of run together. But there's like Galleon, A and B Marina, and they just kind of keep going. Um, so I would recommend Galleon. Um, if you aren't necessarily looking for kind of the crazy Key West lifestyle, but you still want to be in Key West, um, there's a little island just um, before Key West proper, um, and that's called Stock Island. Um, it's still in the city of Key West, but it's kind of a little bit off the beaten path. And we've stayed at, um, also at Stock Island Marina, and it's really beautiful there. They have a really nice pool and a um, a little beach area. Um, it's just a nice little community over there on Stock Island Marina. Um, Galleon also has a pool and a hot tub and also a beach and um, resorty. It's not a resort, but it, it kind of has that resorty feel to it. Um, so yeah, so those would, there, there's lots of marinas, but those would be the two places we would recommend. And Stock Island is actually a new AGLCA sponsor, so we welcome them and we thank them for their oh. sponsorship and encourage our members to go check them out. Wendy, you mentioned um, the Keys, but Key West in particular can be kind of expensive. Um, any idea what the transient rates roughly um, might be like for Galleon? Um, well, <clears throat> I, I can tell you what we paid, but this was, you know, a few years ago because we didn't stay there last year. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the, and don't quote me on this, I'm just, I'm trying to go off of memory. I believe the galleon was about 450 a foot, <clears throat> but if you stay longer, um, the prices go down, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a week, 
I don't know that there was a break at a week, but I think a month for sure there was a break at a month, and I don't remember what exactly that was. Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. Um, and sticking with Key West then, of course, you do need dockage or a mooring ball, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But after that, a favorite looper thing to do is, of course, eat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us about some of you know the highlight restaurants there on in the Key West, Key West and the Lower Keys. Oh gosh, this is where when I was trying to make some of my notes, I was like writing, writing, and then I'd erase. There's so many good places. Um, let's see. Let's do well. First, let's do breakfast. Um, if you are going to be in Key West and you are going to eat breakfast, you definitely want to go to Blue Heaven. It is an iconic stop um, in Key West, and there's roosters running around. It sounds kind of crazy but and it is crazy but it's just the most key west feel you can imagine um, and their breakfast is delicious uh, they have very elaborate um, beautiful delicious breakfast there um, there's usually a band playing um, everything here has like this outside feel so there's maybe like uh, you know canvas tarps over the top of you but it's very open and outdoorsy so blue heaven is is definitely a must if you're going to go there you might want to eat a snack before you go because sometimes the wait is really long but <laughs> it's worth it mm -hmm. um i would say let's see conch republic is very good especially if you're going to be fishing and you want to do like a, a cat a cook your catch um we often do conch republic and just take your fish there and then they cook it for you, bring it out on a huge platter for everybody and serve it with like rice and, or French fries. You get to pick your sides. Um, that's a fun place. And that's a, in the historic uh, district. Um, do, they, uh, clean, do they clean the fish for you too, Wendy? Or do you have to bring it already, bring the fillets to them? Yeah, you gotta bring it already cleaned. Uh -huh. But if you're going <laughs> fishing and, you, and you've done a charter, they'll do mm -hmm. that for you. Okay, perfect. That's not my favorite part of fishing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. El Cibonet is very delicious, and it is uh, Cuban, which a lot of the community here is from Cuba, and so there's Cuban places all over. But we really like El Cibonet, um, and they have two locations: one in Key West and one on Stock Island. Uh, manja Manja, uh, which is Italian, they actually make their pasta there. It's to die for. And they have the best tiramisu that we have ever had. <laughs> um, another good place is uh, Rustica. They have a wood, um, so one of those wood stoves that you make pizza in that like they brought over from somewhere um, that is delicious. Their pizza is wonderful. And Salute, they are right on the beach and have great appetizers, good happy hour place to be. Um, Geiger Key Marina, they have a great restaurant. It's right on a little mangrove uh, little inlet there, and they've got great lobster bisque and fresh food. Every Sunday they do a um, barbecue there, so that's delicious. And last on my list is Mangrove Mama's. Um, they have they have really good food too. Well, it's making me hungry for sure. <laughs> um, so once our bellies are full, uh, if we're wintering, particularly in Key West, what are some of the highlights of things to do while you're in Key West? 
It is, you know, if you're an outdoor person, which our family is, it is so easy to find something to do um, anywhere in the Keys. Of course, fishing everywhere um, and snorkeling everywhere in all of the Keys, going to sandbars. Those are things that we really enjoy doing. Um, you know, it's the third largest um, reef system in the entire world. Uh, runs from south of Key West all the way up to the mainland. So snorkeling, scuba diving, and all of that is just really beautiful here. Um, the other thing specifically for Key West is uh, they have great um, historical places. You know, a lot of people think about Key West, especially us as a family, and they think, you're in Key West? Like, you like Key West? You have all these kids? Um, it's kind of thought of a party town, which, of course, it can be. Um, but there's really a ton of history, and it's really interesting here um, just learning about, um, you know, how it got developed and Henry Flagler and how he made the railroad system um, from the mainland. He was initially trying to go to Cuba. So all that to say, it, you know, the museums around here are great. There's a Sales to Rails Flagler Museum that we really enjoy. Um, there's a Firehouse Museum in Key West. Um, it's not free, but it's really inexpensive, and uh, it's an actual fire station that was built in 1907. It survived a bunch of hurricanes, and the firemen give tours there. Uh, the Key West Wildlife Center is great. That is free, um, and what they do is they help native animals that are injured, and then they try to return them to, you know, their natural habitat. Um, we actually have even called them a couple times to help with like pelicans that were hurt and they showed up and then the kids were able to help with the rescue, which was neat. Um, Smathers Beach, it's the longest public beach um, in, uh, in the Keys. And of course that's free, but if you want to spend some money, they have kayaks and um, umbrellas and chairs and stuff that you can rent. There's a dry tortugas museum and they have an 11-foot diameter scale model of Fort Jefferson. Um, and so that's a neat place. That's also free. Um, and that's one of our national parks, Dry Tortugas. Um, one thing that is so fantastic, it is temporarily closed right now because of COVID, but I want to mention it just because it's so amazing. It's an eco-discovery center, and it is a high quality museum and it teaches everything from reefs to mangroves and, and everything in between. There's like a movie in there and a 3D reef experience and it, it, it's a pretty amazing place and I'm really sad it's closed right now but um, hopefully that will reopen soon. Um, of course Mallory Square, uh, it's the place to be on any evening. Um, you watch the sunset there and People applaud, and it, it's uh, it's just the best place to watch a sunset. There's nightly entertainment, uh, street performers. Let's see, who else is there? Oh, the Catman is there. They've got jugglers, and um, all the entertainment is all free. Um, but the street performers do, like, that's what they do for a living. So at the end of their performance, they usually, you know, ask for donations, which we never mind, you know, throwing them some money because, it's just a fun place to hang out. And there's like carnival type food there as well. Um, so Mallory Square is a must. 
One thing that was really interesting that we did one year was um, NOAA, the Oceanic and uh, Atmospheric uh, Administration that puts out, you know, all the weather stuff. They have a station in Key West, and we noticed it when we were walking one time. And so I just went up and knocked on the door. It's all locked down, and someone came, gave me someone's email, and we were able to coordinate a private tour, which was so amazing because you know, our family relies as we're traveling on all these weather apps while we're traveling on our boat. Um, We've learned so much about weather predictions. Uh, The kids got to inspect like the weather balloons that they send up every morning and every evening. So it's not officially something that is open to the public, but they were very accommodating with us. Um, You know, so if you call them and try to make arrangements, I'm sure that, that they would do that again. And that was free as well. Um, The Ingham, which is a Coast Guard cutter ship. uh, It's the longest serving ship. Um, It served for 52 years and actually retired in Charleston um, and was almost kind of forgotten about. It was literally sinking until a couple bought it. They moved it, renovated it, and it's now a museum down in Key West. And then there are some great art galleries walking down Duval. One of our favorites is Wyland. Um, and so you can go in. It's definitely not free <laughs> to take a souvenir with you. It is very, very pricey, but the artwork is stunning in there. Um, so there's some of the things for Key West. Yeah, and obviously so much more than just the party town that it's known for. Lots to see and do. Um, but with that said, I would have to say that it seems that Marathon and the Middle Keys are kind of probably the favorite area for loopers and, and probably the most accessible as you're coming down the west coast of Florida through Fort Myers and onward towards the Keys. So, um, and Marathon is, of course, where you make your winter home. So tell us a little bit about Marathon and the Middle Keys and what it is that attracts loopers to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, it's a little quieter. Um, in, in marathon and uh, and it's just it feels when you're in Key West it feels like you know oh this is fun for like a short period of time you know a week a month something like that but I wouldn't want to stay there like long term um, where marathon feels more like you can kind of settle it's a little less pricey like you said it is more eh, maybe not more accessible but a little bit easier to get to from you know, Marco Island or Naples or wherever you're, we've come from Naples both times um, crossing. And uh, yeah, it's just a great place to be. Um, Many, many loopers are here. Many gold loopers end up making this kind of their either winter or permanent home. Uh, The marina that we're in, gosh, we probably have, I don't know, I should have counted, maybe a dozen or more gold loopers that are here that we kind of all hang out here together for the winter. Um, and we're at Ferrablanco Marina. Um, another great place to stay is Marlin Bay. Um, they have a beautiful uh, beautiful kind of resort type. Their pool is gorgeous. Um, they have a little less amenities as far as like um, they don't have really bathrooms that are for uh, the boaters. Um, like with showers and that type of thing, and they don't have any laundry, but it is beautiful over there. Marathon Marina, um, people often end up uh, there as well. 
we've never stayed there, but, and I've never actually seen the facilities there, but I know there's a lot of people that stay there. Um, and then, of course, Boot Key Harbor, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, but there's just so many options from styles of resort, you know, being more, or styles of marinas being more resort to more rustic in every price range that you can think of. There's just really a lot of options um, in Marathon. Yeah, and I do, do want to give a shout out to Marathon Marina and Marlin Bay and also Hawks K Marina, which is just uh, the next key over. Um, oh, that's beautiful. All yeah. AGLCA sponsors as well. So we thank them for that. Um, so in Marathon, you've you mentioned some marinas. There's, of course, some great restaurants there as well. Um, so fill us in on a few of your favorites in Marathon. Sure. Um, again, you know, the Cuban food down here is fantastic. And so in Marathon, our favorite place for the Cuban food is La Nina's. Um, it is a hole in the wall. And uh, the best places. <laughs> they are. That's what I was just going to say. It's so delicious. Um, and you know, it's going to be good when you can barely understand what they're saying when you're trying to order your food. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's delicious. Um, Lighthouse Grill, beautiful overlooking the water, overlooking the, the beautiful uh, Fair Blanco Lighthouse. Um, Porky's is a great place. Um, it is uh, barbecue, but it's seafood barbecue as well as, um, you know, pork barbecue. And, uh, and it's real open and uh, real cheesy feel, live music and uh, that sort of thing. If you want like a nicer meal, like a sit down nice meal, uh, steak and lobster house is delicious. Um, oh, breakfast, stuffed pig for breakfast is delicious here. Um, key keys and boondocks are kind of between the lower keys and the middle keys, but they both have live music and they're great places too. Okay. And let's finish up kind of marathon in the middle keys with a few of the things to see and do. Yep. Uh, let's see. I'll start with, uh, beach stuff. So Sombrero beach is the beach in marathon and it is a beautiful little beach. Um, we have Sombrero. uh, lighthouse that you can go out there's mooring balls out there and you can snorkel um there's also a vaca cut which is right between um it's just on the north end of uh vaca key which is what people mostly think of as marathon there's a sandbar out there you can rent jet skis um at several different places across the island and you know take a tour of the island on the jet ski of course fishing uh, parasailing. Um, parasailing, actually, you can do pretty much anywhere. Uh, Key West, Marathon, Upper Keys. There's also a really interesting place just uh, off of the Seven Mile Bridge, and that is called Pigeon Key. Pigeon Key was a place that the Seven Mile Bridge, before where it is now, actually used to go through Pigeon Key, and the train would stop there. It was kind of refueling and People kick it out and, you know, buy merchandise and that sort of thing. Uh, it's no longer accessible by any roads or anything, so you have to take a ferry. But that's an interesting uh, little historic place to go is Pigeon Key. You can also visit uh, Big Pine Key. They have uh, the endangered key deer, which are basically like miniature, even full-grown miniature deer that ended up on the island somehow years and years ago 
and they are the it's only place in the world that you can see key deer is on Big Pine Key and they are a, an endangered uh, species so that's interesting to go down there and and see the full-grown deer that are the size of like a little dog. <laughs> wow. Uh, we have a great turtle hospital here uh, and they go out and they rescue turtles and they try to release them if they can but if they can't uh, it's a full veterinary hospital and everything you can tour through it and see all the animals that they are rehabbing if they're in the ICU or, you know, if they're going to have to remain there for their life because, you know, maybe they have something that they can't be released. Uh, that's a really great place to go, the Turtle Hospital. And I love to support them too, just because of what they do for um, the animals, you know, in, in this area. Another good place is Aquarium Encounters. And they are in Marathon. And it's very hands-on. They have touch tanks for stingrays and uh, all kinds of just different setups, nurse sharks and all sorts of things. You can actually swim with sharks in their big tank there. And last uh, but not least is the Dolphin Research Center. They are actually on Grassy Key. And they are like the Turtle Hospital, except they focus on rescuing and releasing when they can uh, dolphins. So well, I give you a little taste <laughs> of <laughs> marathon. Yeah, and actually the, the last trip I went on before everything started to close down for COVID was actually to marathon. So I'm mm. missing it for sure. Um, hopefully we'll get back there sometime in 2021. Um, so this is probably a good place to take a break and play a message from one of our sponsors. When we come back, we've got the upper keys, which really are, aren't quite as popular for loopers to kind of spend the winter there. So um, I think we'll start when we come back. We'll talk about some um, some of the uh, mechanics or you know tips and advice for spending the winter in the keys, some of the things to plan for. And then if we've got a little bit of time, we'll maybe just touch on kind of the best of the upper keys. Sound okay? Sounds good. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Did you know that every mile of the Great Loop is covered by Skipper Bob Guides? Its mile-by-mile -mile format is a great planning tool and essential at the helm. On the most popular routes and side trips, Skipper Bob covers preparation, navigation, bridges and locks, and the best places to visit. Skipper Bob Guides are updated each year, and its website keeps you current with navigation alerts and cruising news. To check it out, go to skipperbob.net. Skipper Bob is a proud Admiral Sponsor of AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Wendy Wilson. Uh, Wendy and her family's Facebook is Wilson on the Water, Wilson's on the Water. So you can find them on Facebook and check out their boating adventures there. Um, but the Wilsons have wintered in the Keys for the past few years. So we're talking about the Keys. Um, Wendy, one of the things that a lot of people perhaps don't realize is how hard it can sometimes be to make a reservation for a slip in the Keys. So how far in advance do you typically have to reserve a slip? Uh, it depends. Um, we actually have never had trouble, but I think part of that is because of our, the small size of our boat. I know that that plays a big factor in it, um, even on short notice. I would say if you have your heart set on a specific place, a specific time frame, it's really best to make it as much in advance as you can, um, a month, even even longer. Um, marinas are really forgiving. Um, obviously, this is you know their line of work. They know that our travel depends on weather and repairs and that sort of thing. Um, and so, 
we've never had any issue changing dates, any not just in the Keys, but anywhere, you know, accommodating when we would be able to be there because of weather or that type of thing. So I would say just if you have something in mind, just set the date. You can always call them and say, oh, we don't have a weather window or our, you know, engine went out or whatever, and they can they can change that. However, when when you know that you're going to come back, which is what happens often in the Keys, someone spends a winter here or a couple months and they think, oh, my gosh, I didn't have enough time. I want to come back. Many people in the Keys just when they leave, they set up their arrival for the next year. So like when we leave, well, we have an annual slip now, but before when we left in April or May, we would schedule for January of the next year. And a lot of people do that. Right. So a couple of things I'm really glad you brought up there, Wendy, because we tell everybody not to have a schedule. And then we tell them in places like Southwest Florida or the Keys or even the Bahamas sometimes that they should make a reservation months in advance. So I'm glad you kind of clarified that, um, you know, just because you book for the month of January, for example, if you're not going to be there by January 1st, the marinas are pretty understanding about that. So if you can communicate with them, them with that, that works pretty well. Um, so that's good to know. Um, and the other thing is, if you have your heart set on someplace, uh, you know, one marina over another, then that's certainly something you're going to want to do in advance. Uh, but there are, in the Keys especially, lots of alternatives besides marinas. And there's some very large mooring fields in the Keys. So talk to us about some of the more popular mooring fields and how those are run, meaning, you know, how do you get a mooring ball? Do you make a reservation, et cetera? Yep, absolutely. Um, so... Well, I'll cover just what, how to make a reservation. So you would call them directly, just like you would for any marina slip assignment. Um, I'll, I'll rattle off like a few and, and some of the pricing, current pricing that uh, I researched over the last couple days. Um, but you just call them. Their numbers, you know, are all listed in the, um, in the guidebooks and, and that sort of thing. And you just call them and, and reserve just like you would if, if they take reservations, which I'll get to in a second. Um, so in Key West, uh, the, there are a couple of places, well, there's many, but a couple of the big places are, is, uh, Garrison Bight is one place. And then the city of Key West has a huge mooring field, um, that is literally just outside. I had mentioned the Galleon earlier and A&B Marina, um, kind of at the end of that, like historic district is this huge mooring ball mooring field that you look out over and there's 150 balls it's twenty dollars a day or i think it was like 364 or something like that a month it was about 350 dollars a month um and most actually all of these that i'm going to mention includes a dinghy dock so you know once you're out on your ball and you lower your dinghy it gives you access to come into the city and walk around and leave your dinghy at a dock, you know, secured. It also includes uh, bathrooms that, again, once you bring your dinghy up, you know, there's usually bathrooms that are available um, up, you know, somewhere around the, the dock master area. The other place um, that is very popular, actually there's two places in Marathon. One is Marathon City. Uh, that has 225 balls and it's $22 a day or $334 a month. And then the last place, uh, which is a 
probably, I don't know if it's the most popular. It's probably a toss-up. But anyways, the other place is Boot Key Harbor. It's a super protected, great place. Um, it is also $22 a day or $225 a month. Boot Key Harbor does not take reservations. It's first come, first serve. So if you call them and you try, they're just going to say, come up. You know, if we if we have a ball, you know, you can grab it. And um, so that one is first come, first serve. Okay. Um, so obviously, if you take a mooring ball, that's a, a good way to save some money in the Keys since the marinas tend to be a lot more expensive than the mooring balls. Any other tips? Because the Keys, the Keys can be a very expensive place to spend the winter. So what are some of your other tips maybe to save a few dollars on the way? Yeah, for sure. Um, it, they are. They are more expensive. But, um, you know, I would say we stayed in, I mean, New York was so expensive. Yep, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it is expensive down here. But one thing, obviously, you know, this goes for the entire loop, not just the keys, but, you know, make a budget, stick to it. Like you want to tell your money what to do. If you know you really want to spend a couple months in the Keys or in the Bahamas or in New York or, you know, wherever it is that you kind of have your heart set on. Uh, Chicago was another place that was a little pricey. But um, if, if, uh, if you know that ahead of time, take advantage of some other things like discounts, AGLCA discounts, Boat US discounts, uh, you know, for fuel, for marinas, rental cars, and, uh, you know, and then you can kind of save up. Like we knew coming down the rivers, holy smokes, it was like so inexpensive. We had no idea it was going to be, you know, so inexpensive coming down the rivers and then take advantage of the free nights. So we would get to a marina and they would say, well, if you stay two nights, you get a night free. Well, we, I hated leaving free nights hanging out there. So we would pretty much always take advantage of those if, if we could. Um, we even play, paid 20 nights and got 10 free at one marina um, up in Orange Beach area. So just try to take advantage of all those other things. If the keys is what you have your heart set on and you need to kind of save up some money, do that along the way, knowing that you're going to splurge, you know, wherever that is. If it happens to be the keys, you know, then you have saved up using discounts and that sort of thing. The other thing is, uh, as most places, um, the longer you stay, the less expensive your slip fee is. So a daily transient rate is going to be more expensive than a weekly, which is going to be more expensive than a monthly, which is going to be more expensive than an annual. So the longer you can stay, it, it really isn't bad. I mean, a monthly slip fee in marathon is is not that much more than your transient daily rates in other places, in other Florida places. So just to kind of tag onto that a little bit, Wendy, and you mentioned rental cars, um, you know, how, how friendly is the keys for somebody arriving by boat without grand, ground transportation? Like, is it practical to take a monthly slip in Marathon, for example, to realize those savings that the monthly slip is gonna be a lot less than, than taking you know 30 single days of transit somewhere? In different places. Can you use Marathon as kind of a hub and visit Key West by car? Um, and if so, you know, would you have to rent a car for that? Or is there Uber in the area and Lyft? Or what's the best way to go about that? 
Yep. Um, that is actually what a lot of people do. They kind of come to Marathon, and then if they want to go to Key West for the day, there's several different options. You There is a um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which is right just a couple miles down the road um, at the airport here in Marathon. Um, you can also, they have a bus that travels from uh, Marathon to Key West every day that's very inexpensive. I I know this sounds crazy, but I think it's like five bucks or something, maybe even less, but it's very inexpensive. Um, and that takes about an hour uh, to get from Marathon to Key West. There are also, if you're just going to stay in Marathon, I wouldn't take an Uber all the way to Key West, but if you're going to stay in Marathon, um, we do have Uber. Uh, we do have Lyft now. They didn't a few years ago, but they do now. Um, and the taxis are really inexpensive too. We've done that as well. And the other thing is there are tons of other gold loopers here. So if somebody needs something, a lot of times we, we have a car and several people here have a car. You know, oh, you're going there? I'll just drop you off. Or So we do that a lot too. Or I'm going to the store. Does anybody need anything? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that, that's helpful information. We've probably already gone a little bit over our time, but I hate to not even really mention the upper keys because all loopers – unless they've cut across the Okeechobee, are going to go through the upper keys. Most, it seems, won't actually winter there, but um, just, you know, in the interest of time, as people are kind of heading towards uh, the mainland and finishing off the chain of islands that is the keys, what are just a few of the things that are highlights of the upper keys? Okay, I'll tell you my two favorite marinas, okay. John Penny Camp, which is a state park. It's very, very inexpensive. Um, Postcard Inn is more resort uh, style and uh, friends of ours stayed there and they really enjoyed that. Um, I also highly encourage you if you don't stay at John Penny Camp to at least go there. They have an amazing coral reef uh, exhibit. It, it's just beautiful and they do snorkeling and scuba and all that kind of stuff um, out of there. Um, let's see, food-wise, uh, Lorelei's, Marker 88, Isla Mirada Fish Company, um, and Lazy Days. I'd say those are our top four for the restaurants up there. And then uh, things to do, there's a fantastic history of diving museum um, that is in Isla Mirada. And the Florida Keys History and Discovery Center is pretty amazing. And uh, they have a theater of the sea that's kind of a almost like a kind of a mini SeaWorld type where they do like shows and stuff for, for dolphins. So I'd say those are my, if I have to only pick a few things, those are the highlights. <laughs> All right. Well, that is perfect. Um, Wendy, thanks for joining us today. We're going to wrap it up there um, and enjoy the rest of your winter in the Keys with the rest of the Wilson family. Thank you. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We will be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. <laughs>